Oh, welcome back to the Elite Kingdom, the place where we discuss wrestling, football, and many, many things more. And tonight, we're gonna talk about AEW Dynamite. My review, my reaction, and my thoughts about this show. So let's not waste any time, and let's begin. This show started with a match between Joey Janela and Darby Allin for the TNT title. A lot of people, and so did I, expected it to be a hardcore match where both wrestlers would try and go and kill each other. But instead, they put on a great technical match. Where Joey tried to use his little size advantage and Darby tried to use his pace and agility. There were a couple of dangerous spots, of course, like a suplex right on the apron, but overall, it was mostly a pure wrestling match. And Darby came out victorious after working the majority of the match on Joey's arm. He performed a coffin drop with a hand trapped behind his back for a three count. Good match, but a surprising lack of Team Taz or Sting. I'm not against it because the match only benefited because of it, but still, a little surprising knowing how much they advertised it. Then we had a typical, but he had still such a great promo from John Moxley, where he said that he will beat Cancer tonight in a tag team match, and he will do the same and retain his IWGP United States title on February 26. Then we had another backstage segment where Sammy accused MJF of trying to become the leader of the inner circle, but Max countered this argument with an accusation of his own, saying that Sammy is actually the one who tries to become the leader of the inner circle. At the end, Sammy thought that he was getting recorded, and he broke Max's phone and kicked him in the guts. After this, we had a throwaway match between Cody and Lee Johnson versus Peter Avalon and Caesar Bonani. I thought that Caesar and especially Lee Johnson looked great, performing some great maneuvers and taking the majority of the match on themselves. Uh, later, we would find out that Cody unfortunately got injured in this match, but I thought it didn't affect the match in the slightest. And in the end, Lee Johnson won, getting his first victory in AEW. And after the match, he cut an emotional promo, thanking the whole Nightmare family apart from QT Marshall. Very interesting, probably gonna lead to a match between them down the line, but a very good stuff. Nothing really major happened, but they tried to make it as big as possible, and I thought they succeeded, so yeah, good for them. After this, we had an interview with the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers, where Bucks basically announced that they will face against Santana and Ortiz next week for the tag team titles. Then in about 5 minutes, Pac absolutely killed Ryan Nemeth in a good squash match. And after this, MJF and Chris Jericho faced against the acclaimed. Before the match, MJF appeared with a tape all around his waist, selling the effect of a furious punch of Sammy Guevara. I thought that the match was great. Their claims somehow were very likable, and I actually wanted them to win. 
And on a couple occasions, it actually looked like they're going to be able to do this. For example, when Jericho went for Lion's Sold, but in mid-air got caught with a boombox, I actually thought that this is going to be it. But no, no, no. Judas Effect from Jericho ended the match, and the Inner Circle were victorious. But the fun was not over yet, because Sammy came out after the match and said that he is done with the Inner Circle. This was awesome. I loved this story. I loved MJF's facial expressions during Sammy leaving the Inner Circle. And I cannot wait to see how this story will unfold. And then we had a segment in a bar where Matt Hardy tried to convince Adam Page to join his sim. And he did. But when Adam was about to sign a contract, he, in a lovely tribute, switched the contract with another one from under his jacket. Rest in peace, Brody. It's very interesting to see where the story is going to lead because next week, Matt Hardy and Adam Page will team up once again to fight against TH2 and maybe we're gonna see the follow-up to his actions this week. It's gonna be very, very interesting. After this, we had another interview with Sting and guess what, you're never gonna believe it, Team Taz interrupted him. And it's such a shame that I'm not excited anymore because it was a really cool segment. Team Taz kidnapped Darby, put him in a body bag, and then drive a car with a body bag attached to it. It was a really cool segment, but I'm so fucking tired of the same segment happening all over again every single week. And the worst part is, the next week is gonna happen again, and we all know it, and we just can't change a single thing. After this, Thunder Rosa faced against Layla Hirsch in a first round of a women's tournament. And what an awesome match it was. Both women put on a physical, hard-hitting, technical bow where Thunder Rosa beat Layla Hirsch after a beautiful sequence. I'm a big fan of Rosa, but every single week, Layla Hirsch is growing more and more and more on me since the first week she appeared on Dark and Dynamite to this day, and I really hope AEW will strap a rocket right to her because she deserves a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of women in this women's division, so I expect a lot of cool stuff and interesting stuff happening in a women's division in 2021. But now, it's time for our insane and fun main event between Lance Archer and John Moxley versus Kenny Omega and debuting Kenta from New Japan. This match was absolutely nuts, starting with Kenta immediately going for Moxley, even arguing with Omega who tried to help him out by beating up Moxley too. But then they would quickly forget about their old differences because, oh shit, Lance was up and so was Moxley. That's why Omega brought chairs, letters, and even a trash can. And they had some nasty bonds with this trash can. Like you can escape from Omega and a dropkick right to the face through trash can from Kansa. Then they decided that there's not enough fun in the ring. 
So they went to the kitchen, where Moxie got dedicated right on the steel table, and Lance brought the most dangerous weapon of all time. The potatoes. And Mox actually used them to beat up Omega. What else do you want from a wrestling match? How can you top somebody getting hit with a potato? I, I truly don't know. But what I know is that we had one more insane spot. After four wrestlers came back to the arena, Moxa was landed on a table, and Kenta dodged a bomb from Archer and from a top of a ramp jumped with a double foot stomp right on Moxley's chest. It was absolutely brutal and it looked sick. But Kenta and Omega were not able to put Archer down until the good brothers came for safe, performed a magic killer and helped Omega with a one winged angel for a three. It was fun, it was brutal, it was insane, it was sick, it was great. It was a great match and a beautiful ending to a very strong show. You know, apart from a Sting segment that was just too repetitive, but still was very cool. And apart from a couple of throw-in matches that were actually pretty decent in itself, there was nothing wrong with the show, and I truly enjoyed it. I cannot wait for the next week, it's probably not going to be as strong as this one or previous week, but hey, we're going to have Young Box versus Santana and Ortiz. What else do you want? So, I was really happy with the show, I know some people didn't fully enjoy it, and I can understand some of the criticism, like, they don't really give enough exposure to Kenta, if you never watched New Japan, you're not gonna know who he is, and I can agree with this, and they need to work on this by showing some footage from New Japan, but overall, there is nothing bad in the show, I can't really critique anything in terms of a match qualities or storyline don't making sense, it was all very strong, and I truly enjoyed it. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this video, I love doing them, and I will hear you soon, as always.